Warning, we talk about mature and disturbing content from time to time, and we're not sorry for it. So if you're under 18, turn back now before your brain rots like ours. In all seriousness, this podcast isn't meant for children, it's just entertainment. Not 100% facts, it's more opinions and our jokes. You've definitely been warned. Hey y'all, I'm Yeehaw. And I'm Crazy Bear. And this is Giddy on Up. <sighs> What's keeping us up tonight? Tonight? Oh, you know it's true crime keeping me up tonight. <laughs> the mystery of where is that missing person and who killed them. I mean, so true crime doesn't really keep me up. It actually puts me to sleep. Not me. I stay up really late in the night and I wonder about things. I'm like, okay. I'm like, who did it? Why'd they do it? I listen to the podcast about it. I watch the YouTube about it. If there's doc- a good documentary about it, I watch it. I'm obsessed true crime with true crime in general. I'll read it, watch it, listen to it. Everything true crime, I'm there for it. Like, it does keep me up. I mean, it doesn't really keep me up. It's more like relaxing. Like I'm just I'm just one of those weirdos that like can go to sleep with horror movies or uh somebody getting hacked to pieces. Well, I can also I can't go to sleep with that. I'm uh I'm quite the opposite. I I get my head going about like what could happen and the possibilities and the potential like It'll be, I'll lay in bed if I'm listening to the podcast, like, I used to listen to My Favorite Murder, I listen to True Crime Garage, I'll listen to the cases, and I'll just wonder, like, what about this, and what about that? The Adnan Syed case, where Heyman Lee, was his girlfriend, was murdered, mm-hmm. that's a really famous case, and that kept me up for a really long time, because I would sit there and think, and ask myself, well, why didn't the cops do this, or why didn't they do that, and did Jay really have something to do with it kind of thing? Like, what happened? Who 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 done it? Because like, what really really keeps me up at night is not necessarily the case itself, but it's like more did the police do their job? And I'm like, maybe that that is one of the things that uh, I'm wondering why are there so many unsolved cases? Yeah, that's like a part of it. I think is technology in general uh, from the 80s and before fingerprints were sort of new in like the 50s kind of thing. They didn't really have the technology to do, like, mass searches for that kind of stuff. And then DNA was kind of really big in the late 80s where we started getting movements with that. So, And then now, even today, we're solving a lot of old cold cases because of familia, familia DNA. I said that wrong, but whatever. And that's where they look up the family trees and stuff like that to determine who is the person who done it. So I think it's really just technology. And then also lack of evidence, especially from, like, the 1800s to... Like the 80s, there's a lot of evidence that they just, they didn't save because DNA is, um, it deteriorates, so. Yeah, it does. And, but that's one thing, like, did the police do their job? Yeah, I always wonder about that, but. Like, what, could it have been solved? Yeah, because a lot of it, I, I'm not saying it's all the police's fault, right? That's not 100% true. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a little true, let's be real, that there are police agencies out there that don't give a fuck. Like, if they see it's a person of color, they're probably less likely to give a fuck. But if it's a pretty white blonde girl, like JonBenet Ramsey or something, they're going to try to give all the fucks they can. And that's, like, where I'm salty about the police department's work in general. But, I mean, but, that's that case hasn't even been solved yet. I know. Like, look at all the effort they put into it, and they still can't solve it. But, like, I mean, media attention-wise also even goes to non-colorful people. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, it that's part of why I think is, like, the police aren't hounded enough to look and care about all the cases. They only care about the ones that the media hounds them about, the family hounds them about, things like that. 
So that would be, if, if anyone has a loved one that ever goes missing, just badger the fuck out of the police. Be annoying. Hi, a private investigator. Don't let them forget about your loved one, basically. That's like what really I have, the only advice I have to say about making sure the police do their job. Well, see, there was, like, there was one I know recently um, that was kind of a big thing of where we're from. Um, there's a family, like, in New Mexico, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, that was just solved, quote unquote, solved recently, where I think it was back in 2012 when she, this woman went missing. And, um, like, just recently. They found out two guys had uh, murdered this woman, buried her in uh, um, a forest somewhere, somewhere in Arizona, I think it was, or uh, California, somewhere that way, somewhere west. And um, the... Oh my god, I really don't know the name of this case because I am very obsessed with New Mexico true crime. There's a lot of cases, but this sounds fascinating that they solved it because the one that I know about New Mexico, like that's unsolved, the most popular one is Terra Calico? It's C-A-L-I-C-O. Is that who it is? Did that get solved? Are you breaking the news to me that that case got solved? Uh, maybe? I'm looking it up. I'm New looking Mexico it up, too. solved murder. And I have to know, because if that case got fucking solved, I'm gonna flip my shit. I don't think it did. I don't think it did. Okay, I don't remember. I, I, uh... Okay, no. It's not It's not hers. Okay. That's fine. Continue. I'm so sorry. A... I was jumping the gun. Yeah, no, it's fine. Um, there was, like I said, it was, it's one, like, actually close um, to where we're from. Um, it's a, okay, I'm just going to say it's a family in Tularosa. I was going to say the Tularosa Basin. Yeah, that's kind of, a, that's vague Basin. and big. Um, it wasn't like, it's not, it's not solved all the way because they still haven't found the body, but they found out who did it. So that, that I think is, I mean, it took, like I said, it took years. It took, so I think it was the beginning of this year that they finally found her or found who did it. Who done it? Yeah. The who done it? The who done's it? Um, okay. So I want to talk about the Terra Calico case real quick. I'm not going to. Because, oh man, that case is one that I think about f- frequently. So, this girl goes out one day. She's riding her bike. I think it's a Saturday. Uh-huh. I don't know the case by heart like that. It just fascinates me that it hasn't been solved. And I think I have a, I have a sneaky suspicion of who done it. Um, so, she's out riding her bike. She doesn't show up home back home by like 12 or 1. Her mom starts worrying, calls the police. They find her bike eventually. I don't know the time frame in which they do, but they find it. On one of the roads, and this is in Berlin, and if you know, if you guys have ever, if anyone's ever driven through Berlin, it's not a small town missing you a blanket. It's it's still rural, 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 fuck, fuck that word. Are you, no, are you A-L, I think. Rural, rural, dang it. <laughs> that sucks. Anyway, it's middle of nowhere still, but it's a city, and it has a lot of dirt roads, and that's where they found her bicycle. Uh-huh. Um... The theory is that she was hit by someone driving and they abducted her. I don't think that's the case. Myself. So she disappeared in like 88, 89. And during that time, you know who was very active serial killer wise? Uh, The sandbox killer. And if you don't know, I'll tell you about that too. So he was like a very prominent active killer in that time. And he has like up to 60 possible victims that they don't even know that it's like they suspect because they've never really found bodies but they have like video like audio tapes and stuff like that of him raping women and things like that it's very like that guy's disgusting i'm glad he's dead 
Um, but he was in TRC, but he's from Berlin, and okay. he had picked up women in like Albuquerque, Berlin, and everything like that. So for me, it's not out of the reach or out of the realm of possibilities that he could be involved with her case because she kind of fits his mo, vulnerable girl and stuff like that. I think so. Oh yeah, so we have two special guests today. By the way, for everyone listening, we have Mrs. Crazy Bear and Mama Crazy Bear. So. Thank them for being in the comment section of our podcast while we record. So fun. But uh, she asked, uh, Mrs. Crazy Bear was like, is that the one where they would dump in the lake outside of Truth or Consequences? I don't remember if he dumped bodies outside of Truth or Consequences. There is a lake. I think it's Elephant Elephant Butte. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I could be wrong. I don't, for living here, I don't know the geography very well anymore. Um, I think he might have probably dumped one body, but they didn't really find a lot of bodies of his victims. They just only have, like, suspect. And they erase- arrested him, tried him. His daughter was involved. That's crazy. I was to about me. to say, that's kind of a lie, because they found, like, about 10 or 15 bodies in that lake already. Oh, they did? Yeah. yeah. Well, they, they might they might not be able to link that I was about to say, to yeah, him. it's probably not his, but, I mean, there's bodies in there. More than likely, let's be real, it probably was him, because he was very active in that area. Uh, but also, he was, I think, a former forest ranger, and, like, so he would go out in the desert, too, like, randomly. So I'm sure that there's some parts in New Mexico, which, if you know New Mexico, there's a lot of parts that you can just go and, if you wander off, nobody will ever find you, or if someone puts your body out there, good luck ever getting found, kind I of mean, thing. Don't give anybody ideas. I mean, honestly, if you're going to be a murderer, <laughs> the best place to do it is Arizona, New Mexico. There's a lot of unincorporated land not to give anyone ideas but maybe give you ideas for search parties question mark <laughs> like look there in the right. desert, especially the four corners yes <laughs> yes exactly so i think he probably had a, had something to do with that but they're still working the leads quote unquote that she was hit by someone from the area i doubt it personally because if you hit someone why wouldn't you take their bike because that's also evidence exactly that's why i'm kind of saying like from the beginning of this episode, could the police have some inside job with the killers? I don't know about inside jobs, but like if you look at cases like the Golden State Killer, yeah. he was like, I don't know if he was a former cop or something like that, but he was definitely involved in police business. So it's entirely possible that there are a lot of police law enforcement people that are involved in murders. I think it's more likely as far as serial killers go, that they're most likely going to be truck drivers, like, semi-truck drivers. Okay, yeah, like, I can see that. Yeah, there's some theories out there, because, like, if you think about it, they can go state to state any day, any time of the week, and kill people and put them in a whole other state that where those people are just Jane Doe's, because there's not very good interstate communication between police departments. But I Does think it exist? Sure. It's just not good. I think that's what... I think that's what draws the fear from truck drivers themselves you know what i mean like there's a bunch of scary stories out there about truck drivers being actual yeah creeps to where you're just like eh, i'll stay away from them yeah there's um a dumping ground in albuquerque i forget what they call the case like the mesa valley something where there's a whole bunch of bodies there yeah yeah i was actually gonna bring that one up because uh, I mean, I don't know if it's a very like a dumping ground, but I remember it was uh, back in I think it was the nineties um, that uh, there was about five to six um, ladies of the night mm-hmm. buried there, 
and it was uh, being renovated for apartments or yeah, they were doing like construction stuff and digging yeah. things up, and they found you're right, and they did have a suspect in that. They did, um, yeah, but that dude ended up dying. So because like they found a lot of like I think him dying is what kind of led them to think that it was him because he had pictures of one of the victims, and then like now that he's dead, guess what? There's like no bodies. <laughs> popping up there randomly or what have you but i think that it it could possibly be that guy but i just want to say again like what i said earlier is new mexico is full of areas you can hide a body for a long time or for forever so i'm not shocked that they i'm shocked they even found those bodies because albuquerque is very known for its crime but there's also a lot of areas around albuquerque you could dump a body yeah but not kind of kind of to go on subject of uh so mama crazy bear said one girl was even pregnant when she was killed. Oh man, I wish they could test that. If that fetus was long enough that you could test its DNA. But at the same time, um, it could have been deteriorated so bad that it was like tiny little itty bitty nothingness. Well, even then, bones. like it couldn't, it might have not been. Well, I'm thinking it might have not been the boyfriend or whatever was that put that baby there in the first place. Like, I think oh, you it think was... multiple killers could have dumped bodies there at the same time? That's what I'm thinking. Okay, I get you. Um, I could feel that because if I was a serial killer in Albuquerque, that would be like the prime spot where I would go to as well. Although if I was a serial killer, I'd be a lot smarter about it, not to be that person. But I would, I would probably never get caught if I was a serial killer. I mean, <laughs> just saying those words make you prime suspect in a lot of places. <laughs> and a girl. lot of things is going to come up to haunt me in like six years. <laughs> They're going to be like, "Hey, that podcast you basically admitted you'd never get caught," and I'm like, "Yeah, so." You better have some really good evidence. Girl, I'm Heisenberg. I never get no, caught. No, I would never fucking be. I, I wouldn't be able to kill people because I don't, I'm not defective in that way. The only people I would kill is predators because I hate rapists and child molesters. So those would be the only people I'd kill. Wasn't there a guy in Canada that uh, um, killed predators and his brother was looking at him? Like the picture was caught and his brother was looking at him and he was just smiling there like he's actually proud of himself. <laughs> what the fuck yeah girl there i think that's a thing like where uh i think it was in canada i'm i i may be mistaken in that one but um so there was oh go ahead i'm sorry uh there was a guy killing actual rapists like child rapists child molesters and uh yeah you did, did you hear about that well, I'm thinking about the, probably the same thing your wife is thinking, because she said that there was a lady that went to jail for murdering pedophiles. Uh-huh. And if it's the lady I'm thinking of, she, when she was getting hauled off after her judgment, uh, the TV interviewers were like, hey, are you sorry for it? And she's like, hell fucking no, I'd kill that motherfucker again, because he was a pedophile. And then they were like, but you said you were sorry in your closing speech. And she said, the fuck I ain't. I just said that because my lawyer said so. Yeah. Yep. Your wife said that's her. <laughs> yep. Well, that's not the one I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of the uh, like, like I said, it's a guy, and he was in court with, uh, and his brothers like all staring at him um, the whole time, and then as soon as he got up for his sentencing, uh, he looked at his brother and he just smiled that whole time. Like, of course, he's not sorry for it. Yeah, I wouldn't be sorry for it either. Honestly, I would. That there's like a dad in Texas who killed. Uh, a guy who molested his daughter and that dude deserves a fucking medal that's all i gotta say i don't i don't want to get on this like hate mongering thing but fuck pedophiles <sighs> yeah girl um but like not to get on to- get off to- topic but going back to like uh truck drivers 
did you hear about the one that's close to here um in Colorado, Colorado. Sp- yeah Colorado Springs um it's like an hour out where there was an actual farm and he killed his farmhands him and his son killed farmhands and then uh um one trucker goddamn it, yeah they they said they found about 10 bodies where they dug specifically and that it was like 15 acres worth of land, so... So, ah, uh, man, that's crazy. Man, I can't stop talking. I can't stop thinking about trucker, my trucker theories. Like, So there's a, a place in Texas, like in Dallas-Fort Worth area, that is called the Killing Field, which is just like a field where they found a whole bunch of dead bodies over the years. I would not be shocked if it was a truck driver dumping bodies there, like at all. Everyone should look those cases up. I'm not going to go over all of them, but um, it's really sad. I don't think all of them were, but I would not doubt that it was a trucker that it was involved with that. Or the there's a trail of, no, the Highway of Tears. There you go. The Highway of Tear, Tears, I think in Canada, in the US, like there's a highway that goes between the two. And like 12 women went missing on that highway. They weren't necessarily ladies of the night, but they, some were like hitchhikers, young girls trying to get from point A to point B, and they ended up going getting either just straight up disappearing or they ended up finding their body like years later it's like one of the two i don't remember i think it's maybe even a mix of some of that um but they never figured out who did that and i want to say that that's probably a truck driver picking women up on the side of the road and then dumping them somewhere god knows where that's hardcore yeah girl fucking truckers creep me out because they you know one they kind of have like weird like they have like a weird lifestyle they're like nomads but they don't. They have homes, but they mostly live in their truck. And for all you truckers out there listening to this podcast, we're we're talking about the creepy ones, not you. Yeah, like you're obviously listening to this podcast, which means you have you have taste, and you're probably not creepy, so it's fine. You're and if fine. you are, it's okay. Just don't kill anybody. Yeah, don't don't be a creep that kills. That's like be you can be a creep that breathes heavy on the the CBD radio or whatever it's called. CB? CB. I think it's just CB Radio. <laughs> I don't know And if you have CB. time, email us. Tell us how, uh, email us on uh, gideonup.podcast at gmail.com and tell us how life is uh, is out there on the road. We'll, we'll definitely talk about you. I'm going to make a trucker serial killer post on Instagram now uh, just because of this. So remind me as, as we get there and I hope you guys like it. If you see it in the past because this is recorded in the past so, but the post will happen before the podcast is released. And then so the future enjoy. ones of you guys will will enjoy the past us. Yeah. And you know what? I bet people listening to this episode right now are thinking is, what does true crime have to do with entertainment? Well, listen to us gab about it. That's entertaining. Like, getting theories out, doing this, doing that. And with some people, true crime is also an obsession, not just a form of entertainment. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. Because, like, think about, I mean, if I were a true crime podcaster, which I would love to be, um, and if you guys I wanna, would have that obsession. To, to be honest, I do want to start one. So if if you guys want us to do it, or if you want just Yeehaw, just, just let us know in, 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 the, in your emails. Let, let oh, no. Know. Yeehaw is codependent as fuck, so I'm not going to do a fucking podcast <laughs> by myself. That's because I like having someone that I can talk to, they can talk to me, we can riff off each other. That's what I want. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah, that's what podcasts should be. I, it's fine. There's pod, good podcasts out there that have one person doing shit, but that's 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 okay. Well, that's like more journalismy or whatever. But but in I our think, lives, we need comedy. Yeah, I like a little bit of haha, ha, a little haha in my little boohoo. You know what I mean? Yeah, a little, girl. 
Um, Jenny said Bailey Syrian. Yeah, we talked about her in our podcast episode. Oh, yeah, the... We did. We sure did. Because you're like, does she count? And I said, for you, yes. Because that way you can have another podcast on your resume of listening. But yeah, that she does makeup and true crime, right? Yeah. Yeah. Those are fascinating. I like those, too. I don't always watch them. There's, like, TikToks that have little snippets of true crime. And those are always fascinating. They do, like, true crime statistics or whatever. I don't like always listening to the TikTok ones because they uh, they have, like, 20 parts and you have to go search for them. Girl, just make a 10-minute TikTok video and put it on your fucking page. That's yeah. fine. Then I'll listen to it. But YouTube has really good shit out there for if you're a true crime fanatic. Um, but generally, podcasts, like, I always will recommend True Crime Garage, like, 24-7. They go, Nick goes really in-depth and the captain has some commentary, so that's sort of fun. Uh, and then also True Crime, wait, no, Small Town Dicks. There you go. Small Town Dicks, the girl who does Lisa Simpson's voice. That's ah. her podcast. It's really good. Oh, man. Just like, so there's like so many good ones out there. I wouldn't recommend My Favorite Murder anymore because it's not as good as it used to be. Like, I would recommend up to the first 200 episodes and that's kind of it. Um. So my question to you, Yeeha. Mm-hmm. When do you think True Crime became actual entertainment instead of just looking to, to looking at it in the newspaper and saying, oh, this person was murdered. I think it's been like that for a very long time. I think probably the earliest real case of it being quote-unquote entertainment is probably Jack the Ripper because the tabloids at the time were just like, who done it, blah, blah, blah. And people like speculated it was a member of the royal family, um, all those kinds of things. So I would say that at least, at the very least, since Jack the Ripper. Okay. And then maybe even before that, it's hard because I'm not like, I'm not up to ancient true crime like that myself. But that's like the one case I would think of. And then look at Lizzie Borden when she did her murder at the turn of the 19th century. Is it the 19th? The 1900s. She, maybe she did it, maybe she didn't, but she was sure scandalized for it. And they really talked about it at the time because, you know, Lizzie Borden took an axe, gave her father 40 wax or whatever. Yeah. You know? So, like, that rhyme came up from that time. So, of course, that shit's been around for a long time. Well, apparently, true crime genre has been around since 1550. That's doesn't shock me at all whatsoever. What Does it tell you what the case was? Uh, it just said, well, I got it here from Stuart Daily. Uh, let me see. Between 1550 and 1700. British authors and printers produced an unprecedented number of publications that reported on capital crimes. So, huh. basically, it started around that that period. Like report, like reporting on it, and like yeah, and like the news or what have you. Yeah, okay, I'm into that. That's cool. I didn't really. I'm not shocked it goes back that far because people will take any scandal and make it entertaining. You know what I mean? That's true. That's that's really true. People love drama, and let's be real, true crime is kind of the drama category. I am so curious about, because I don't, I've never really thought of you as like a true crime junkie, like me, because I am obsessed with it, I could talk about it for years and years and years and forever, 600 seasons of true crime talk. Yeah, I may not, I, I may not talk about it all the time, but yeah, I do love, like I said, girl, I love my horror, and so of course I'm gonna love my true crime. Yeah, so what's a case, what was one of the first cases that, like, really hooked you into true crime? 
to be honest, the one from from our uh, from our home, the the one in Tulum, our home Basin. region. Yeah, because like that was kind of the one that was like kind of close to home to where it was like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's you a can little kind of be a close. rubbernecker to it in a way because it's like in your own backyard almost. Yeah, and so you're like, okay, so it does happen a lot, so I'm gonna keep up with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got you. And your daughter definitely has some words to say about you, crime, I bet. <laughs> Girl, she falls asleep. She, the funniest thing is she fell asleep to the movie It. So, I mean, yeah. It's... She's like, eh, not scary enough. Don't care. Exactly. <laughs> She's like, it can't hold my tensions. That's funny. But is that the only one, or is there more that, like, was that, like, was it kind of like a snowball effect, or was that, you were, like, It kind of was a snowball effect because... Knowing about that stuff, and then, um, and like more when I was younger, Mama Crazy Bear used to watch that show, um, uh, America's it? Most Wanted. There you go. Yeah, girl. Don't worry, that was up my sleeve to talk about, too. <laughs> yeah, girl. Uh, so, and then, um, it was talking, I remember the one, the one, the one thing that actually like freaked me out the whole time was, uh, about that, was his name John Grisham or? Whatever the the book writer, not uh no 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 the the guy the host of the show. Oh, John Walsh. John Walsh. Where did I get that that John Grisham name? John Grisham is a a writer, dude. He writes true fake crime or something like that. Okay, so he does do true crime still though. Uh, I think he might have one or two things of true crime under his belt, but it is crime related in general. Yes. Okay. E- either way, John Walsh, his kid, the uh the one Adam. that was. Uh, I think that was the one that got taken in Walmart, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, no, Sears. it wasn't in a Walmart. It was, yeah, it was a Sears. Sears, yeah. See, look at your mom schooling you. Yeah, she she knows a lot more than I do. She's oh, the yeah. one that started me in it, though. You know what? Same, though. My mom also started me in true crime. But my mom, it was, so here's like, okay, I'll tell you what got me hooked real quick. Just because I think it's relevant. So when I was a kid, we also watched... Um, oh my god, we just talked mysteries. about Mysteries. <laughs> I fucking did watch Unsolved. I still rewatch Unsolved Mysteries to this fucking day. No, no, no. So, yeah, we watch Unsolved Mysteries, but like, there was a little bit, like, there was a time where, you know, when you're a kid, you're kind of becoming self aware and then not self aware at the same time. It's hard to describe what I'm talking about. Like, where you're just either coasting as a kid and then you, like, your parents tell you some hard truth. <laughs> and then all of a sudden your life is shattered. Life has changed forever. Yeah, yeah. so it was, I want to say there was a murder, a little kid murder, like John JonBenet Ramsey. It could even be John JonBenet Ramsey. And it was on the news all the time. And my mom was like, yeah, if you're not careful and you talk to strangers, that's what's going to happen to you kind of thing. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And that was my introduction to true crime is my mom telling me that I am also going to get murdered if I talk to strangers. Maybe that's why I have a stranger danger anxiety now. I don't fucking know. So, yeah, because of my parents, I have, like, a stranger danger anxiety. Well, most of my mom. And see, I th- I thought I would have a, a stranger danger thing, too, but uh, my mom says that I can make friends. Even Jenny says I can make friends in uh, in Walmart in an aisle. So, I mean... Oh, man, you're the people I avoid at Walmart. I'm like, please don't talk to me. Stop talking to me. Please don't. Because, like, and it's, you know what? I make friends real easily, too. I just really don't want to. But, like, that's the thing. It's like, I can be very nice. 
and I can be really cool, and I, I'm like, I would say I'm nice and personable, I'm friendly. Like, when I don't I wanna try, be, but I when mean, I wanna it be. happens. Yeah, when I want to be, I'm nice, but, like, yeah. I'm on high alert. I'm on super fucking high alert all the time with people, because I'm always sus of everyone that comes into my life. I'm like, what are you doing here? Why? What do you want from me? What's this about? Why are you doing this? I have nothing to offer you. Get the fuck away from me. I know. That happened in the beginning of our friendship, and then now look where we are. I still do it. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck do you want? Yeah, I'm just like, I try not to be friendly, but I think I'm naturally friendly. I just suppress it beyond all comparison because of the stranger danger my mom made me afraid of. Oh, yeah, it might have been. JonBenet was... uh, was killed in 96 so i would have been seven yeah that's about the time my mama stranger dangered me and then and then um unsolved mysteries i want to talk about that for like a hot second i love unsolved mysteries it's the greatest tv show to ever exist it's got spookiness it asks the question did this really happen sometimes? Like, there was some dudes on there talking about aliens and stuff like that, and it's like, yeah, did it happen? Did it happen? So, oh, shout out to Unsolved Mysteries. Crazy. Yeah, that's also my ringtone, is the is the uh, <laughs> the theme show, the song. Theme song for like, it? Yeah, yeah, there you go. It's solid. And even the reboot is good, I'll be honest. They have really good I was about to say, didn't they there. just redo it? Yeah, they did. On Netflix, it's really good. I liked it. I mean, it's not the same format. It's one topic per episode instead of like four topics per episode. Okay, it's good. I like it. it I mean, it's they don't have a host, which I think was really smart because how could you live up to Robert Stack? Like, like that dude's voice was chilling. Hit that trench coat. I also have that sticker on my laptop of him in a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> man everyone's getting some good insight as to who i am today i i'm really true crime oriented um yeah so robert stack thank you for at least being the nice part of my spooky childhood thank you <laughs> i know you're dead now but but we love you still but yeah you living on forever in my heart so that so we talked about some of the cases but is there a case that you still think about today like that's i hate saying favorite because to be honest some Somebody dying is kind of horrible to say that, oh, yeah, that's your favorite. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, okay, let's talk about that. Because a lot of people think it's wrong to exploit crimes. I don't see it as exploiting crimes. And I don't think it's necessarily, quote unquote, real entertainment. Because I'm not looking for true crime to be, like, my main source of entertainment. It's just, it fascinates me because there's this, something's wrong in is our society. Psycholo- yeah, is it the psychological? Yeah, it's a lot of things. I mean, so part of it is the fear, right? Because we interact with people who are, we could, like, there's at least one person that someone has, one of us could have interacted with, or both of us. I'm definitely in Tampa. I'm sure I met someone who could possibly kill somebody. Murder, yeah. Yeah, it's, there is potential for murder in everyone. We're humans. We have always been murder hobos. But it puts me more on high alert and reminds me that not everybody is friendly. You know what I mean? So, like, there is, like, that fear factor to it for me. And I like talking about true crime cases, especially those that are not solved or where there's a potentially wrongfully imprisoned person. Because if we just let them go under the rug, the police for sure will never do anything about it. If we just, you know, don't talk about it at all, it's going to go to the wayside. 
And I think that the ones that are complex and make you ask questions are the ones that really are the ones I'm drawn to. Because, yeah, it's entertaining me because my brain isn't thinking about anything else. It's just thinking about that. But I'm not like, haha, I love this. It's more like, oh my god, this is fascinating. I don't love that someone died. I would love for true crime to not ever have to be on our list of entertainment forums because that means someone had to either get hurt, get killed, get kidnapped, is suffering, has suffered in order for true crime to be for a thing. true crime to, to be a thing. I would love for true crime to not ever have to be a thing again, ever to exist. Even in, in the past, let's like let's not have anybody killed, but that's not the reality we live in. And we live in a very media-focused world, like, very heavily. Like, the news reports it, ASAP, and sometimes it's not always facts. It's just they get it as it comes into them. So that's what's the, that's the quote-unquote entertainment part of it. It keeps us up. It keeps the case in the news. It keeps a focus on it. So I don't think that having true crime as an obsession or as a part of your daily life means that there's something wrong with you. Because you're helping keep someone's story alive. That's how I feel. I just think it's the way you handle it. What do you mean? Like, like if somebody makes it their their whole their whole life, and it just depends on how you make it your whole life. Are you gonna obsess and try and solve it? Or are you gonna obsess over how and how they did it? You know what I mean? Yeah, I would love to be an armchair detective for real, <laughs> but it's a lot of work because when you're not in law enforcement, oh man, I'm about to go on a tangent, everybody's so sorry. Um, when you're not in law enforcement, you don't have the same access that they do, and there's good reason for that. Is it always right? No, I think the police withhold too much at times and not enough at other times, but I think that that's, I would love to try to solve it. That would be like my desire is to try to just solve a murder. And see, that's also a reason why I'm kind of glad that these, uh, these new, this new thing that, uh, to solve a, to solve a murder or whatever, um, that online game thing. Oh, to catch a killer? To catch a killer, there you go. I, I'm kind of glad those are a thing because I was actually going to do that for, um, for a stream. Yeah, I would love to play one of those games. When I buy a house, I'm definitely 100% going to do that. I'm going to buy those games and play them. Girl, there. So what it is is it's uh, yeah for everybody that else doesn't know. So those uh those catch a killer games they are they're monthly subscriptions. So they actually take cases that happened, but of course they change the 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 um, the names and places so that it doesn't really tie in. You know what I mean? So you don't stalk people. Yeah, so you don't stalk people. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Uh, that's a good statement. But yeah, you can buy those at Target. You don't have to get it as a monthly subscription. Like, once they finish a run of a case in the subscription, they uh -huh. usually wait a little while. There's, like, a period of waiting, and you can get buy the whole thing at one time. Oh, I didn't know that. Like, you can get it off Amazon. I'm pretty sure you can buy, like, one or two of them at Target. I know I found one at Walmart, but I just thought it was just the one that they came out with. No, they have way, way more. They have way more, Yeah. I would recommend it. Like, I've not done it yet. I want to. It's on my bucket list of games and stuff, but I would do that. I like uh, that idea of solving a fake or real murder. <laughs> I would solve. I like escape rooms, too. That's probably why. I like solving things. I'm a problem solver at heart. Isn't that nice? I, 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 there's some puzzles I do. I could handle. And then there's other puzzles. I'm just like, nah, I'm good. 
I'm a puzzler. I grew up with my mom and dad making me do puzzles. Not making me. I've always found puzzles fascinating, like, in general. I do. I used to, like, do riddles and things like that. I don't know. I'm just, like, fascinated by solving things. I don't know why. I like problem solving. That's also what I get paid to do, essentially, is problem solve. Um, I do want, I do want to say that there is a couple of cases I want to talk about real quick, just because I'm not necessarily obsessed with them, but one of them is the greatest Christmas gift I ever got. Like one of my favorite Christmas gifts, not greatest, but my favorite, one of my favorite Christmas gifts I ever got, uh-huh. uh, is the Melendez brothers case. They killed their parents and I do feel bad for them because if there was in fact abuse happening in that house, I mean, how are you going to fault a kid for killing their captor necessarily? Like Gypsy Rose. I don't fault her necessarily. I just wish there was another way for her to get out of that house, basically. But so they went to a basketball game. And I don't know if they did it all the time, but there's a picture of them on a basketball card at a bath, like front row seat, courtside seats, whatever you want to call it, at the basketball game. And one of my friends, he also listens to this podcast. I know you're listening. Hey. Um, he got me that basketball card for Christmas one year. Best gift ever. Like, one of the best gifts I've ever received. Top five. Top three. Easily. But it's so cool. I think it's... There they are. That basketball... Maybe it's not that basketball game that they went to after they killed their parents. I was about to say, I think... Uh, wasn't it after? I think it was, it, like the day it was after, sometime the, the... after they killed their parents. Yes. Going on I, about their business. Yeah, I think it was like the actual day after or the day, like a few hours after. Yeah, something like that. Is. It's something like that. So I have that card. That's Thank you. To, to the person who... I, I got to get him to give me a nickname so I can talk about him on the podcast. <laughs> so, but yeah, it was a really... That's like a really good gift. I still have it, so, you know. Um, and then, but a case that, like, really, that I, I try to keep up with as much as possible is the, the Heyman Lee case, aka the, uh, the Adnan Syed case. If I'm saying those names wrong, I'm very sorry, but it's basically this guy gets convicted of killing his girlfriend, his ex-girlfriend, and I think that is, like, the case of sh- the shittiest fucking police work to ever exist any in the United States of America. I think if he did it, There's no way I would believe it because of how fucked up the police in Baltimore are. And just how they handled the evidence in that case is, like, so fucked up. I will never, ever trust them saying that he did it because of that. You know what I mean? Like, I, that's what gives me, like, and he had a shitty lawyer who fucked his case over. The police, I'm pretty sure Jay, the guy in the case, I'm pretty sure he fucking lied about everything just so that he could get something in return, basically. I think it was her real boyfriend at the time that killed her, Don, um, just because of how, especially after watching the HBO documentary about how he responds to them, not wanting to talk about the case. Because, like, let's be honest, if my significant other in any way, shape, or form, even if we were dating for, like, one day, two days, three days, one hour, two hours, if they're killed, I'm going to do everything in my power. I'm going to tell you exactly what was happening between us. I'm going to give you a read receipts. I'm going to tell you the drama they tell me. I'm like, look, they were having beef with this person, this person, this person, blah, blah, blah. But, like, a lot of, like, I think his mom, the, he worked at a lens crafter, lens crafter store, and his mom worked there, too. And I think that the ruling was his mom lied about him being there the day she disappeared, the girl, his girlfriend disappeared. Yeah. Always fucking sus. And honestly, the spouse always does it in most cases. And boyfriends do it, too. 
Oh, the boyfriends do it too. They it's usually someone you know, and it's one of usually one of the people that's the closest to you. And I have no doubt in my mind he's probably involved because it doesn't make sense for Odnod to have killed her to me. But that's just my opinion, my humble opinion. That sounds interesting. I'm, I'm definitely gonna have to look that one up. Yeah. So okay, I just want everyone for the record to listen to how you should go about this case. First of all. Listen to Serial, the first season of Serial by Sarah Kanan. Kanan? I could be saying, I could not, I could be misremembering her name. She did a really good job. She gives the case a bird's eye view look at it so that you kind of have like the knowings of what's going on, the basic understanding of the case. And then after that, listen to, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the name of the case, the name of the podcast. Shit. Oh my goodness. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Undisclosed. There we go. It's called Undisclosed. One of the girls became a lawyer. She was, like, friends with his, like, uh, uh, she's a sister of one of his friends. And she's, like, obsessed with the case because she doesn't think he did it. And that podcast is a really, really good deep dive into the evidence the police had. The timeline of events that the police and prosecution say happened versus what they can they can confirm actually happened. And then it goes over a lot of the evidence the police missed and refused to basically submit. There's DNA in that case that they have not tested even now. I think they're actually getting ready to test the DNA. But this happened in 1999. 23 years later, they're barely thinking about testing the DNA that was found on the girlfriend's body. So (sighs) what the fuck, Baltimore PD? I will never go to Baltimore because of that. And I'm, like, so passionate about this. Like, this case really grinds my gears. So after you watch, or after you listen to those two podcasts, then you go watch the HBO documentary. And then you tell me who you think did it. And I want everyone out there who knows what I'm fucking talking about to tell me what you think. Because I think it's the boy that was the boyfriend Don. So that's my feelings on it. Sorry. Okay, rant is over, Crazy Bear. It's your turn. Your turn to talk (laughs) and rant. (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't have anything to rant about, but at the same time... This kind of reminds me of a recent. Well, I wouldn't say reminds me because it's. But there was a. Uh, there was also there was a. Um, um, I wouldn't say okay. I only saw this on Facebook. <laughs> so, um, so what it was, it was between a guy and his girlfriend, and I don't know if I think this was in somewhere in California where all the evidence points to he shot his girlfriend. But he blames it on the brother because there was an altercation between... His brother um, or her brother? Her brother. Okay. There was an altercation? There was an altercation between him and the brother. um, Her brother. And the gun went off and she died. And he's blaming the brother and the brother's blaming the the boyfriend. And he swears like he... But he makes himself insane because he's saying to himself like, I'm the next jesus and i did this for for everybody's sins and i'm like girl what are you talking about that guy sounds fucking crazy but see that's where that's where this that whole thing ends is where it's his word against the brother's word like he's still saying to this day that the brother shot the 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 girl but then the brother saying like nah it, it was him that shot you know what i mean so yeah, where, he's like, nah, where would it end me. That wasn't me. Yeah. That wasn't me. Like, I don't know why this, like, why this kind of brought that up, but... Yeah, well, I mean, it's crazy, if we're being honest. All of it's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. crazy. I think it's sad 
when boyfriends or significant others kill their spouse, whatever, what have you. Men are more likely to kill their spouse than women are. That's sad. Um, And what really grinds my gears on that, I don't know why I keep saying grind my gears, but whatever, here we are, um, is when there's like domestic abuse, a domestic, god damn it, a domestic abuse history in the household and it goes ignored forever and ever and then they're just like, he just beats her, it's fine, she won't leave him, but then he ends up killing her. There's got to be another solution to that, those situations that people just aren't seeing. And I'm tired of those cases ending up, oh, I finally murdered her. I knew he'd always do it because he beats the fuck out of her every night. Yeah. Like, I hate that shit. I think it's, I think it's time that if you're a domestic abuser, like, I don't want to say one strike, you're out, but like three strikes, you're out should be definitely applied to that. Like hard. Like you go away for a life after that because you're cruel you're not humane in any way just get fucked get fucked so how do, who do you think killed john benet ramsey i heard even a theory about that that it was even that was the fbi the fbi killed john benet ramsey she was like a threat to national security and they just said <laughs> no not this little bitch no i don't i don't that's that's absurd to me there's that is like, absurd i don't know like you're like that's kind of uh, all God I have. Damn. So I think there's there's a couple of theories that really pique my interest as to the who done it. I'm always a f- I'm always kind of in favor of the brother did it because like accidentally, not not intentionally, because accidents happen all the time, and then the parents covered it up. I I like that theory the most. I just there's like not a lot of evidence other than she ate pineapple and he had ate eaten pineapple and apparently he was like jealous of her or something like that. I could I could see that like happening like acts they're fighting over the pineapple he shoves her like they're on the couch or something and he shoves her and she smacks her head on a coffee table or a lamp or something and then is like convulsing and dies or something like that. I could see something like that being true. There's another theory that it was a Santa Claus, someone who was Santa. Yeah. They did it because she had been telling someone that Santa's going to come visit me uh on the night before christmas or whatever and i'm like the the only thing that's weird about that is that whoever said that they were like she said it like it wasn't happening at a party like it was outside of christmas it was like a weird thing you know what i mean like so maybe it was like that santa was grooming her kind of thing yeah um but also it could have just been her talking about like her dad having a party and a santa was going to be there kind of thing who knows like who knows what the real truth is? Like that's going to be a really hard case to solve. I think. I, th- I I thought it was the the dad that was the number one sub- suspect on that one. The dad, I don't know why he really loved her. She's like basically named after her, after him. His name is John Bennett, and yeah. her name is a play on John Bennett. So I don't think that's the case, unless he's like into some weird like pedophile ring or something that's somehow involved. But I highly doubt that. I don't think that's the case. I think it it was probably, if anything, it was just an accident and they covered it up. Or it was a friend of the family. Or it was that Santa. Those are my theories on JonBenet's murder. I don't know. I don't I don't ever think that that murder is going to see the light of day anymore. Like, Well, they have been talking about it because there's, uh, there, apparently, there's DNA involved that they could be testing right now. And, like, her dad came on, like, some TV show and was like, yeah, test it. Test the DNA. And they haven't yet, so who knows what's up with that. It could be a good familia DNA thing, like the Golden State Killer. That would be really interesting. Do you know about the Las Cruces Bowling Alley murders? You know, I 
I've heard of it. I just never, I didn't know what happened there. Oh, I think it happened in the 90s. So these, so it was like really early morning. Um, mostly the workers, maybe like someone else. There were some kids there too. And it was really early morning, like right before opening slash at opening. And the, everybody on staff, except for like a little girl who is still alive to this day. She's a woman now. <laughs> That's how aging up works. Um, she survived and she gave a description of like who like what she remembers she didn't remember a lot because she was shot and that's like traumatic for a kid so yeah don't expect a lot please don't hold her accountable in any way um but the there was a so like it was like a family like the dad like there was a dad that owned it and the son i think some relative was coming there to do something and he left and he gave a description of two dudes in the parking lot and he gave a description of the car and then from there, like, they went in there and murdered them, and I don't even know what they stole, but, like, the place had been ransacked and then lit on fire to destroy evidence. And part of me has always wondered, because I listened to a podcast that talked about it, and the guy who owned the bowling alley, number one, seemed shady as fuck. And I wonder if it was, like, an insurance thing. But I don't know why he would kill those people if it was that. But they were like, it was, basically they were saying it was like two Mexican dudes. Because Las Cruces is fairly close to the border. And the dad might have been involved with not so good people. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that has always been like, that's like the main theory about who, who did it. But I think it might just be more simple than that. I don't think, it kind of sounds like a weird novel, like a drama novel, that two men came up from Mexico and murdered everybody. That just sounds a little too, you know, too convenient, if that makes sense. I mean, to be honest, I like I said, I have heard of it, and I will definitely look more on it. Um, There's an episode of Unsolved Mysteries. Well, I was, because I don't know, if, is that bowling alley still there? You know what? It might be. If you come down, we can go over there. And go I was check about to out. say, girl, because like, you're into paranormal stuff too, and I don't believe in ghosts. So, so that's what I that's what I was going at. I was like, I wonder if we make a like my whole group should makes a trip down there. Um, oh, we'll, I'll come with you for sure. Yes, please, please. I have a GoPro. I'm ready for. It. I'm ready to disprove because I want someone to prove to me that ghosts are fucking real, and that's like a perfect crossover between our podcast and your paranormal thing. I'm into it. I'm like here for it, real for real, real. And um, so, since we're getting into that, if anybody is on Facebook, go look up Head and Haunch uh, Paranormal Chapter 2, Crazy Beer Crew. We are on a little break, but we are going to get back to it. We're looking into more places. And email us here on Gideon Up and uh, ask if we can uh, see if we, you want to bring us in and do an investigation on anywhere you, you guys want. Yeah, I want you to do an investigation on that bowling alley. Yeah, exactly. See? And that's, like I said, um, when we go back down, I'll probably bring the group then. You know it's what time it is? It's time for us to get off our saddles and skedaddle. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to follow us on, uh, f- uh do we even have a Facebook and Twitter and uh, Stitcher? Anywhere else where you can find your podcasts. And email us at giddyonup.podcast at, e- at gmail.com. Until next time. Stay entertained.